Hey listeners, I hope you've been enjoying the theme park memories we've shared with you over the last few weeks. I'm excited to announce a new YouTube series of ours, Universally Funny Stories, where we're going to share some funny stories from people all over the world on their experience at Universal Studios Florida. Stay tuned to theunlikelyalliance.com for more information. Welcome to Theme Park Paradise, episode number six. Dallas, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you, Ryan? <laughs> like I said, I feel like I'm feeling a little sick. It's just yeah, I know. weeks of sickness. You probably can hear it in my voice. It is what it is. We definitely have a busy show today, though. Because I thought we'd have nothing. And then I looked at our show doc and I'm like, man, we have a lot to cover. <laughs> but yes, for news. So the first thing I want to talk about is Disneyland news. The headline is Disneyland announces return dates for nighttime spectaculars, including fireworks, Fantasmic, and Main Street Electrical Parade. Because of COVID, they haven't been doing their nighttime parade, the Main Street Electrical Parade. Uh, And they haven't been doing fireworks either. So the fireworks show will be back on April 22nd, along with the Electrical Parade. Uh, they're also bringing back World of Color, which is a like a nighttime fountain water show, like lights and fountains at California Adventure. Um, and then Fantasmic, which is a big nighttime show that they do. They do it in like near Frontierland in the Rivers of America at Disneyland. That's returning on May 28th. Uh, the big part of the story was the electrical parade because they announced a bunch of new floats, uh, including floats. No, Coco is one of them. Yeah, there's Encanto, the new movie, um, The Jungle Book, Ryan the Last Dragon, Aladdin, Coco, Mulan, Brave, and Princess and the Frog. And they released some artwork. Yeah, the new ones look beautiful. I love the the electrical parade i've never been to the one at disneyland but they used to do one at magic kingdom but they stopped like 2004 2005 which is sad but it's really cool i just wanted to bring that up because things are starting to get somewhat back to normal in terms of shows and things like that do we have announcements for disney world stuff or is it just disneyland it's just disneyland is it disney world's fireworks are back right isn't phantasmic or whatever isn't it still not yeah but that wasn't a covid thing wasn't that hasn't been closed it was covid it's been closed since covid oh i thought it's just been closed in general that it was like shut down no as far as i was aware i thought it was covid i haven't heard anything about that but i think they announced that it's going to reopen but they haven't done a date (laughs) for your next thing i want you to read off every single item dallas there's only a few on here yes i want to read up the whole menu Okay, so moving on. Uh, Epcot every spring does the Flower and Garden Festival. And last week they announced 
<clears throat> the menu items and all the booths for the garden graze, which is the food portion of the festival. So I'm going to read off every single one. <laughs> yep, that's what I need to do. No. <laughs> Just pick your favorite. Okay, let me look at it. So, Mine's the grilled street corn on the cob with savory garlic spread. Ew, gross. Okay. That sounds disgusting. You don't like street corn? I like corn on the cob. No, it gets in my teeth. Uh, yeah, it all sounds disgusting to me. Hummus cream? What does that mean? It means just hummus, right? There's no hummus cream. It has to be just hummus. No, they would just say hummus. It must be some sort of cream, like creme fresh. We mix it with hummus. We yeah, we mix it with sour cream to or make mayonnaise. There's your cream. <laughs> I don't think you need to do anything like that to hummus, though. Hummus is good as is. Yeah, but it's thick. It's not like a sauce. I hate hummus. I don't like hummus. I love it. You just have hummus, and then you just dip your vegetables in the hummus. It doesn't taste good. Isn't it like chickpeas? What is it? It is. No. It's chickpeas. It's not for me. It's so good. But let's see. I am going to read off all the booths. It's going to be the Bauern Market, which is in Germany, the Cider House, which is near the UK, the Citrus Blossom near the Port of Entry, which they've been doing the citrus blossom thing for every festival lately. Uh, let's see. Epcot Farmer's Feast, which is near Test Track. Epcot Sunshine Griddle, also near Test Track. Uh, the Flavorful Kitchen, hosted by Advent Health, which is near the Imagination Pavilion. There's Fleur de Lis in France, Hanami in Japan, the Honey Bistro, hosted by National Honey Board, uh, the Jardin de Fiesta. In Mexico, the La Isla Fresca near France, the Lotus House in China, the Magnolia Terrace in the American Adventure, the Northern Bloom in Canada, Pineapple Promenade near the Port of Entry, Primavera Kitchen in Italy, Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina in Morocco, Trowel and Trellis hosted by Impossible, and that's it. You annoy me so much, Dallas. You can't read four food items or whatever. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five food items. You could name 55 different locations. It was like 10. Well, that's more interesting. That was way more than 10. I mean, I could read off every single menu, too. No, let's not do that. <laughs> that's our episode. Dallas reads off the menu items. Yes. Up next, I have a story about SeaWorld San Diego. So there's a new roller coaster opening at SeaWorld in San Diego. It is called Emperor, and they released a POV ride along video for the attraction. I did watch this. Yeah. I it was like it one minute and 30 seconds. Uh, it is opening on March 12th. It will be the tallest, fastest, and longest dive coaster in California, as well as the only floorless dive coaster in the state. I don't know what that means, but it sounds terrifying, and I will never do it. Climbing to 153 feet with your feet dangling in the air, riders will be suspended on a 45-degree angle at the crown of the ride before plunging down a 143-foot face-down vertical drop, accelerating to more than 60 miles an hour. 
There will be inversions, a barrel roll, an Immelman loop, a hammerhead turn, and flat spin. Yeah, no. No, thank you. So it looked super fun. I'm probably not going to go to SeaWorld San Diego, but SeaWorld Orlando, lots of good coasters. They excel at that. It's probably their one of their specialties is roller coasters. My issue is is that they try to like they name it Emperor after the Emperor Penguin, and they try to like sell it as named after the Emperor Penguin, the world's largest penguin. The all new Emperor coaster will mimic this species' amazing underwater dive. I hate it. It's not themed at all. So you name it <laughs> Emperor. Yeah, it has no theming. No, it's just the name. How is this? How does this, and this mimics a penguin because it stops before it falls? I don't. I don't understand. It's the dumbest trying to like leap of logic. Yeah. Yes, it's the, called the Emperor because it stops and it dives down like every other roller coaster in the world. Emperor. <laughs> I I wish they would do some theming on these rides. It's it's so vanilla looking. It's just. Well, track coaster, more yeah. track more track but at least like do some theming around it give it some landscaping like the velocicoaster has good theming for that type of roller coaster you don't have to have the cool screens or anything like that or any animatronics but you could build up some land so it looks like i don't know antarctica some wherever these penguins are from yeah that's my only issue do a better job theming we're gonna get you on some roller coasters this summer whether it's a regional park or we go somewhere else, you're going on some roller coasters. You are. I love roller coasters. You're going to do it. Which leads into the next one you brought, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty vague story, but I guess in probably where we're going to go, we're probably going to do this coaster. <laughs> no, probably won't. <laughs> uh, Cedar Point in August 15th, there was an accident huh, involving a ride I've heard of, so it's pretty infamous, called Top Thrill Dragster, which opened in yep. 2003, and it launches riders on a straightaway at 120 miles an hour before it climbs a hill and then comes back down. You yeah. go up the hill and go down. I've never done it. I've watched it before. Well, is it like a 420-foot? You just shoot up and then go down really fast. That's it. That's all the whole ride. I would have done it before this, but after this, no. Yes. Okay. So... Allegedly, a rider was struck by a metal object while riding. Uh, this guest was moved around different hospitals at the time, and the severity of the injury was not like officially announced, but there's reports that she was left with brain damage. I guess Cedar Point was able to avoid <laughs> any legal action. According to the report, the injury was blamed on an instantaneous overload fracture of a bolt holding in a plate on the ride. Folks, person... For the park said it will remain closed throughout 2022. As the report's being examined, it seems there'll be no charges put to consider point for illegal wrongdoings because there's no evidence that it acted illegally or had reason to believe one of its rides was unsafe. So that's the claim. I don't know. To me, Cedar Point is one of those that just feels like every ride there is terrifying. I just don't trust. It's like carnival rides. I just don't trust that rides like look like that are safe. <laughs> They're kept up a little better. A little I better. No, but still, rides. I don't know. They scare me. I mean, they can't have, like, for this thing, it's slightly different. Like, usually you would die. Most deaths are something when you get, like, their head kicked off or an object, like, flying out of somebody's yes. pocket. Usually it's not the ride breaking down and pieces flying and hitting people in the head. Yeah. So I think we should be safe. I was just there a few years ago. So. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's not for, it's not for you, but no. This article has some other instances. In 2015, a man was killed while riding the Rapture roller coaster at Cedar Point. Uh, and then in July of 2004, another incident with Top Thrill Dragster where metal debris was expelled forcefully, forcefully from the launch and four passerbyers were struck by the scrap. But they all survived. Yeah. Um, it seems like when this happened, the, this past incident last year, that a lot of the stuff I saw out there was this ride is just jank. And there's a lot of just like issues that happen constantly with this ride. So. It just sounds like a stupid idea. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I think it was the fastest. I think they were just trying to uh, trying to get the fastest roller coaster in the world because they had it with the Millennium Force for a while. It goes like ninety, but it actually is a real roller coaster. Yeah, this is just a publicity stunt roller coaster. Yeah, and then it was beat. So all these just like they get we're the fastest roller coaster, and then the next year it'll be the next fastest roller coaster in the world. Top Thrill Dragsters number three. It was the fastest in the world from May two thousand and three to May two thousand and five at one hundred and twenty miles an hour. And then the same manufacturers, the top three, they're four of the top five, five of the top, they have like all of them basically besides one. Um, number two is King Ka in Six Flags Great Adventure. It from May 2005 to November 2010, it was the record holder at 128 miles an hour. And then Formula Rosa from Ferrari World Abu Dhabi. At 149.1 miles an hour since November 2010. 149.1. That's pretty fast. But these seem to be all, like I haven't clicked on them. I'm assuming these are all just gimmick roller coasters. Because then it drops down to like 111, 111, then 100. Millennium Force, I guess, didn't hold the record, but it was 90 miles an hour. I just love the jump though. Superman escaped from Krypton was the fastest until 2001 at 100. And then it jumped up to 111 in Japan. And then 120 here. That's just insane. Going a 20 mile per hour jump in the United States. I'll probably pass on that one, even when it reopens. I'm just... Somebody (laughs) getting a brain injury from the ride, literally shooting shrapnel everywhere. I'm out. (laughs) It was a one-time thing, right? It's a freak accident. No, it happened. You said to the yeah, okay. It's a two-time thing. <laughs> In eighteen years, so don't even stand by this ride. Don't even stand by it. You might, you might get severely injured if you stand by this ride. So I was lazy this week and didn't look up articles until five minutes before the show. But this is filling you guys in on stuff that I think Dallas. I think you put the blurb in. Yeah. I didn't listen to the episode. I did. The Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind supposedly got a release date of Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if it's confirmed, confirmed yet. But from Theme Park Insider, Disney shares fresh look at Epcot's new Guardians ride. From the Walt Disney Imagineering Instagram page, did you see the video? Yeah. So they're calling it an Omni Coaster. Mm-hmm. they've kind of shown designs before but I, I think this is the first video footage of it i'm not 100 percent sure of that no i've on the track i've seen it before being tested but was it like but was it tested was it in like the actual show building though no it's outside know. yeah that's what i thought but it's kind of exciting to see it on it it's disney so it's very well themed i'm excited to see what they do with the rotation of the omni coaster mm-hmm. if they're gonna have slow scenes or the whole thing's gonna be fast 
but go to Walt Disney Imagineering on Instagram to view the videos only, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute long. So hopefully we get an actual confirmation, though, that it's Memorial Day weekend. Dallas wants no part in going anywhere near that. We've talked about it. It's going to be a nut house. It will be, especially with the Genie Plus Lightning Lane crap. It'll be like five seconds. If you're not right on it, six, seven o'clock in the morning, done. <laughs> and I bet you this one doesn't have a standby either. They'll probably go virtual, you'd think, right? Yeah, I would have to imagine. The other story that I brought that that was interesting because we've talked about Genie Plus a ton, especially last episode. Walt Disney World moves three rides to Genie Plus. And I like it because one of the rides that I was questioning, why the hell is it on the lightning individual lightning lane plan? It's yeah. part of this. So now it's part of Space Genie Mountain. Plus. Space Mountain, which I didn't understand why you have an old ride. I understand the wait time's high. But it feels weird to pay for a ride that's been there for 30 years. So the three rides are Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which that's awesome. That's a new ride. Frozen Ever After. I don't know why you're charging for it anyways. I know it's because it's popular. But I, it just feels weird any of these rides because since they're not new. And then Space Mountain. Any thoughts, Dallas? I'm surprised that they moved Frozen. See, I'm more surprised Mickey and Minnie since it's so new. Yeah, but Frozen is so in demand still. Yeah, but it's like eight years old at this point. Or whatever it is. I don't even know if it's eight years old. It's like five. So it's 2016, so six years. No, the whole lightning lane thing, I don't even understand. But I called Space Mountain, though. I called it. Yeah. It just didn't make sense to me. That's just too old of a ride. But Splash Mountain's not. That's just a normal Disney Genie Plus. Yeah. And I feel like those are like equivalent to each other. I guess, but I feel like I don't know. I don't I don't know the reasoning behind why you would even have why they have certain ones. Just lightning lane only. See, I would have thought like lightning lane would have been just like your new stuff. Because then you can sell it as a hey, this is the brand new stuff, we're gonna charge for it. Yeah. Everything that you're used to that you've been on for free. We're going to throw it on Disney Disney Plus, just like you had for Fast Pass. Business as usual. Because Mickey and Minnie is, was on Fast Pass for what, a hot second before COVID? Yeah, it opened. Like August, right? So July, August 2019? When was it? No, I thought it was like February of 20, 2020. I was. It was February 2020 because it wasn't there when I went in 2019. Yeah, it was like not even. Right long. before. But yeah. That's all the news we have, I think. You didn't even say what our topic is, though, yet. What's our topic, Dallas? Do we just say that up front, or do we say it <laughs> when we talk about the topic? I don't know. I have no idea when we say it. Uh, our topic, main topic this week, the biggest story this past week in terms of theme parks was the opening of the... Well, it hasn't opened yet, technically, to the public, but I guess by the time this comes out, we'll have the soft opening and like media and all that for the Galactic Scar Star Cruiser Hotel at Hollywood Studios, the Star Wars-themed hotel in florida we figured we would talk about theme park hotel experiences just theme park hotels in general for our main topic we'll do that after a short break and we're back so now we're going to talk about disney well not just disney theme park 
hotels and hotel experiences. Again, like I said before the break, we're talking about it because they're called resorts, Dallas. The resorts. Yeah, but that gets confusing because hotels, then there's Walt Disney resorts. World Resort. So that just gets confusing. I know. They're hotels. <laughs> resort hotels. How about that? The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a Star Wars themed hotel that is opening this week. When does this, this come up? Friday? What's today? Tuesday, Friday. Yeah, it's opening this week. It says March 1st. Isn't it open today? Well, uh, yes, our recording day, yes. So it opened this week and been billed as like it's it's about the experience not just the fact that it's a hotel so you're supposedly staying on a star cruiser so it's built to look like whatever whatever that is i don't know star wars lore so it's like a terminal i guess uh and the hope like the rooms like the windows in the rooms have like it's the like video screens of space so it feels like you are in a spaceport i guess um, and all the people working there are like playing characters and there's like exclusive Star Wars characters walking around interacting with you and you get a magic band that is designed specifically for the hotel to be like your room key and also to like unlock all the experiences uh, they showed I guess there's like a when you first walk in, there's a presentation with like Kylo Ren and what's the girl's name? Ray. Ray. Where they have a lightsaber battle. And then there's a part where you go into a room and Ray summons Yoda and like a CGI'd Yoda talks to you. Now, who this was all like media stuff. Who knows how much of this is going to stick <laughs> for the whole time? Uh, it better it better stick well yes because Brian wants to talk about the price because uh, I'll let him discuss that okay for two nights and two, it says two, two days and two nights for two guests it is $4,809 or basically $2,400 a night <laughs> which i have a massive problem with but you get to see yoda ryan yoda talks to you how much does an annual pass cost uh anywhere from 400 to a thousand dollars so we'll say a thousand right so a thousand and even if you stay at what a mid-level at what four hundred dollars a night yeah you're at four eight what do you thought? Whatever it is, eight, nine nights. You can get an annual pass and eight, nine nights for the same price. It's two days here. I am so sorry. This is the ripoff. This is so exclusive to just rich people and people that are willing to just blow all of their money if you're poor. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, but it's that's so what like Disney has become. But nothing else at Disney is this. This is what's the next level hotel before this? Like, what's the teardrop? Uh, it depends what time, like what time of the year you go. Polynesian can get up to over a thousand, I think. This okay. is still almost three times that. Yeah. And that is a luxury. 
hotel. I know you have the cool interactive elements. You can talk more about that if you want. But the room itself looked pretty basic. The beds, they said, were firm, not super comfortable. They had little cot things that they said don't accommodate tall people. They weren't comfortable. So basically, you're just paying for that it's the immersion. Yeah. But Galaxy's Edge is that experience. Just yeah. go to Galaxy's Edge. Get a ticket. Go to Hollywood Studios for a day. Get lost. Go to the cantina. Go on the rides. Yeah. And you save yourself $2,000 plus a day. I just don't get it. I don't get it. You could watch the videos. It's cool, but this is geared just at rich people. People maybe on their honeymoons that love Star Wars. A one, this is truly the once in a lifetime. If they want to to market that once in a lifetime, because you're not going to go back and do this again. No, you also have to be an insane Star Wars person to want to do this too. I don't, I couldn't, it would, it sounds like a nightmare for me personally. Yeah, it'd be a lot of having them have to be in character. Also, is it only, is it two nights max? Do you know? Is it, you sign up and regardless if you want it one day or two days, it's just two days? I don't know. That I don't know. <clears throat> we can talk about kind of the specifics. Um, basically, I believe, well, let's see. Do, 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 do. There's a sample itinerary on the website that's like a three day itinerary. Oh my God. So, okay. So, you basically have to follow this itinerary. Yes. Here. So you can even enjoy yourself at the parks. No, you it's like to... a cruise ship. I think there's no, there's a part of the itinerary where you go to Galaxy's Edge, but it's kind of it's kind of, it has a separate entrance to Galaxy's Edge. Like it's built right next to it. So it's kind of if you're doing like a two to three day experience of Star Wars, like that's what you're paying for. Which includes Galaxy's Edge, but yeah. So are you locked into those rides then? You can you're guaranteed to get into Rise. Yes. Okay. So that's a perk. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I want a little I want a little more than that for that tip money. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna go through this itinerary. So day one, you arrive at the terminal, which is the hotel. Uh then you take a launch pod to the Star Cruiser. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's fun. Then you go through an IT or an orientation, then you get free like refreshments, whatever that is. Uh, then you have lightsaber lessons, a captain's reception. So basically, they're treating this as though you're on a cruise ship, basically, is what they're doing. But it's a spaceship. Uh, then you have dinner all together, like a cruise ship with live music. Uh, then an unexpected story moment happens between 7.30 and 8. <laughs> so, so you know what time to Unexpected, expect it. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> are you going to hide a stowaway and help the resistance? Are you going to prove your medal and join an elite smuggling ring? Who knows? Then bridge training, which I think bridge training is the point in which Ray and Kylo Ren have their battle. I think that's what happens. Um, then day two, you have breakfast at seven, and then at eight, you take your shuttle to Batu, which is Galaxy's Edge. At seven? Yeah. Oh, you can't even sleep in. No. I love that. You pay $5,000, and then you have to be there at seven. 
It's so funny. Uh, yes, at 8.45, you'll do Rise of the Resistance. Then you will have another story moment. Uh, and then 10 o'clock, you do Smuggler's Run. Uh, 11.15, you go to Docking Bay 7 for lunch. Uh, and then you have to go back to your hotel at 12.40. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Then there's lightsaber training, a droid racing competition. Uh, then you build a model of the ship. Then you have cocktails at the a lounge, which I'm intrigued with the lounge looks like, actually. I should look that up. And you have a taste around the galaxy dinner at 5.30. Then a story moment. And then the finale at 10, whatever that means. Yeah. And then day three. you. Leave. That's a long day. That is a very long day. Mm-hmm. seven o'clock till 10 o'clock at night 10 plus yeah and i'm wondering who's gonna pay all that and not want to do everything i don't know but like i there, imagine there's some people who just want to go to hollywood studios <laughs> and not, i don't I, you I don't have that window because you, you're at make you be a part of it they didn't even have the the cantina's not even on there is it it's just docking bay no, there's a there's a lounge at the hotel. It's not the same thing. Cruiser. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe it's similar. Maybe it's similar style. I don't know. Maybe. But they gave you enough window. Like for docking bay, you had what, an hour and a half? Yeah. For food, you probably can be done in 20, 30 minutes. So you do have an hour to hurry up and run. But then they tell you, you have to be at your hotel at this time. Let me think. I want to look this up. The Sublight Lounge. Yeah, you're you're paying for the immersion of it all, you know. Which... I just don't I just don't think you can charge that much when Galaxy's Edge is part of just a general admission ticket. I just don't get it. Yeah, this lounge does look cool though. It does it it looks like it looks more like the movie, I think, than even the cantina. Videos. Okay, but for the cantina, you could order every drink, every snack, and what it would probably be a couple hundred bucks. We'll say two hundred. <laughs> We're at like three hundred and fifty bucks, even at the park, is a surge pricing. Three hundred and fifty bucks for the day, with all of that food. I just don't. Yeah. Where's the twenty four hundred dollars for all these training experiences? And for me personally, I just don't want to do all of them. I just don't. I want. You I would want to pick and choose because. Doing some of these with people I don't know would make me very uncomfortable. Yeah, we're going to be doing the droid races. But I Let's have like, fun. I don't like that. Aspect. We're, we're going to sit you all at one big long table to eat dinner together and breakfast together. Like, enjoy. Yeah, like a cruise. Yeah, I don't like that. But it's selling out. So, of course, it is. Someone's buying it. Rich people, Star Wars fans that have saved up for five years. <laughs> yeah this has been in the works for a while they announced it in like 2017 right and they announced everything else it's been a while i to me this is you just like you said it's diehard star wars fans and i guess disney huge super fans that have to do everything go everywhere yeah but it's a big pass for me i don't know ryan there's there's a uh, walk around alien actors at the lounge <laughs> if this was five hundred dollars a night i would do it yeah twenty four hundred dollars i can't there's just no way i can't justify that but okay that leads us to 
our main topic, which is just theme park hotel resort or theme park resort hotel experiences. Um, now, of course, Disney World has, they kind of revolutionized it in the 90s where they had a big building boom of resort hotels because they wanted people to stay on property. Uh, but there are others, you know, Universal has like four or five. Uh, Disneyland has they have, way, they have more or than four. four or five. They have more than four or five, Dallas. And they didn't last time I cared about it. Let's say built like two or three in the last couple of years. Anyways, they don't have as many is the point. Because uh, I want to say Disney has like almost like close to 20 total. It's like 20 to 30 range. Somewhere. It depends if you count like the vacation club parts as separate. That's because they have the space for it. Okay, we're going to count Universal right now. It has more than four. Here we go. I said four. We are at, here we go. <laughs> we have Endless Summer. Or it's, we go, it's Endless Summer, Dockside, Endless Summer, Surfside. So two. Universal's Aventura, three. Cabana Bay, four. Lowe's Sapphire, five. Lowe's Royal Pacific, six. Hard Rock, seven. Lowe's Portofino, eight. We have eight. So I want to start by highlighting the, I guess it would be called the Bay Lake Monorail Resort. Hotels that surround Magic Kingdom at Disney World in Florida. So I want to say... It opened with three hotels. I think it was Contemporary, which is the famous A-frame hotel with the monorail goes through the middle of it. Uh, And then the Polynesian, which is my personal favorite Disney hotel. Uh, And then Fort Wilderness, which is their campground for like RVs and they have cabins and stuff. Um, then in the nineties, they added the uh, grand Floridian, just kind of like the fancier hotel. Hey, don't look at all the dates because my game is about dates, Dallas. I'm not looking at anything. This is all in my head. Okay. Also you're wrong. What? It didn't open with three. What were the other ones? It opened with two. No, it opened with three. No, it didn't. Yeah. Well, which one didn't open that I said? <laughs> Fort Wilderness was not open at launch or the opening day. Oh, well, whatever. Opening year. Don't look it up because I have I have it for the game. No, I'm looking I have it, it for the game. No, I have it for the game. Don't ruin it. It's part of my game. You're going to ruin my game, Dallas. Don't no, look okay. it up. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. I can't, you can't believe me. No, I just want to see. Now I got to change out my game. Ah. Anyway. You're wrong. Fine. Opening month and a half. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Those were the first three. Uh, so then they added, 
think it was maybe the late 80s, early 90s, was Grand Floridian and then Wilderness Lodge in the 90s. Uh, like I said, Contemporary is kind of the famous hotel. Like I think when you think of theme park hotels, you think of that one. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, the Polynesian is my favorite, which is, it just, it just screams like vacation to me. I love the idea of a Hawaiian themed hotel in Florida. It's so it's so like of that time and like tiki culture and that whole boom of the fifties and sixties. <coughs> not your game had to do with movies, not hotels. Dallas, it's like your Super Bowl game from our other oh, show. So the movie the year yeah, the year the movie yes, came. Dallas. That's fun. I didn't ruin the game then. I knew it was, I knew what year it opened. I just did, I thought it was opening day, but it was like a month later. And it's confusing that there's Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge. That's confusing. It confuses people. That's all you have to say? Yes, that's all I have to say. Okay, one second. Well, okay. Let me talk about that. So the first hotel that I stayed at at Disney was Coronado Springs, which there's like three price levels. There's like value resort, moderate resort, and then deluxe. Um, and it's a moderate, so it's in the middle price range. And it's kind of like a Spanish conquistador themed hotel. Uh, but the second time we went, we stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort which is like it says, it's like themed after Caribbean beach resorts. Uh, And each area has like five or six buildings. Uh, And each area is themed after a different like Island in the Caribbean, like Aruba, Jamaica, Barbados. And then it's, I think it's the biggest hotel there in terms of rooms. There's over 2000 rooms on the property and it's all around this lake. And then there's like a Pirates of the Caribbean fort themed pool, like main pool. And then a big like food court complex <coughs> with shopping and all that. And you can rent boats and they do try to make every hotel like a full like resort experience in itself. And then we stayed there like seven times because my mom loved it. So <laughs> Resort hopping is a thing, so there are ways where you can take transportation to different hotels. And not currently, yeah, it is. I mean, not currently. Is it back open? I don't think you can resort hop currently, unless they changed it. That was early. No, they stayed. You have to have like I thought you have to have a yeah dining dining reservation. reservation. Yeah, but you can't. No, no, like pool hop or anything. Because we did. You can't pool hop in general. They stopped that. They put like, they put most major pools, like the the side pools, no, but the main pools, before COVID, they put like magic band things. That's so lame. Take it in. So they stopped lame. that. No, you can, because me and my mom did. Like we took the Skyliner to Caribbean Beach when we didn't have reservations or anything for dining or anything. So I think you can do it because we did it okay. last year. But even before, it was a thing to like just go and see the different hotels, especially on Christmas, because certain hotels have different gingerbread displays and all of that. 
and yes, it used to be a thing to go to the pools because the pool at Yacht Club, Yacht and Beach Club, especially, has it's like a full on like water park thing with like sand bottom pools, a huge slide, and all that. But now they're trying to stop people from doing that because <laughs> that that one especially would just get too crowded because people would come from other hotels and go there. <laughs> so yeah. have you stayed anywhere else? No. I haven't stayed anywhere else, but we've we've had dinner at a lot of them. Like California Grill is the it's the uh, restaurant on top of the Contemporary that has like amazing fireworks views, and we've had we've ate there a few times. We ate at the Polynesian a bunch because we love going there. We. We had dinner at the buffet restaurant at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I've been there a few times and it's beautiful. I've had that. Yeah. I've been to pretty much every non-value hotel there, I think. A resort hotel. Okay. So do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first time that I remember going, because I don't know what I did in the 90s. I was a baby or toddler. But in 2003-ish, 2002, 2003, we stayed at Fort Wilderness, the campground portion. I don't really remember too much. I know when we went, people had like their RVs all decorated up. That's all I remember. I remember we took the boat over to Magic Kingdom. I believe. And that's it. That's all I remember from that. So then you, when we went in 2018, we stayed in Orlando. We didn't stay at resort. It was like 30 minutes out. It was an Airbnb. But then 2019, when my family went, since there was seven of us, we stayed at the value because seven people it gets real 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 expensive so my mom considered going to like that moderate but that price jump for seven people is massive and there's not a lot of places that have two rooms so we also wanted to have multiple rooms out of they're all about the same but i think music reviews the best out of the bunch just because the decor is slightly better but they're all about the same for me. It's fine. I don't need, I don't care about the hotel. It just, I'm, I sleep there. I'm going to enjoy myself at the parks. I can care less. I know you like that part better, but I don't. Yeah. I just need a bed that's clean and the transportation is all I care about uh, getting to and from the parks. Ooh, reminds me. I, I can forgot, care less. I forgot. Um, for my birthday, a couple of years ago, I stayed at the art of animation, which is the newer value hotel and it was really nice yeah did you draw did you learn how to draw no i did not learn how to draw (laughs) did you take the drawing lesson no the one thing the one thing it's known for and you don't do it it's the only thing special about it nothing else is special about it no it's very cool like in terms of theme compared to the value resorts it's the lace tacky like they're actually well themed like the little mermaid area is very cute the lion king area is cute the neat finding nemo air pool is really cool like it's well done and it's kept up. The cars area. All-star music. 
all star music was kept up. It was just music themed. So the music posters. Yeah, but it's tacky and not and Disney. Kind of though. It's just like. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. See, none I of just... these are Disney. Like, how is the contemporary Disney? How is it it's... Disney? Because it's become over time, it just has become its own Disney thing. Like that lobby mm-hmm. with the mural and the monorail, like it's become Disney on its own. <laughs> a lot of these are just themed after other places on earth that have nothing to do with Disney. Just fear aware. Yeah, but they're well done. All star, all the all star ones are so they're just re- They're just, gen- yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's fine with me. No, see, to me, it's part of what makes Disney just, like, so it's special. Hotel. I don't care. Is the hotel is also unique and interesting and like exciting. <sighs> it's like a, it's part of the trip for me. It doesn't serve. But I can go to any, any, like I can go to Mackinac Island right now and I probably can get a hotel that's just as fancy and I have to travel 30 minutes. And that's probably everywhere you can get a fancy hotel. Well, it's not about being if I go fancy, to California, just Hawaii, about anywhere, I'm gonna be able to get a beach. Disney. I don't know. And the fact that it's a Disney. I would give you like special. for me the art of animation. Yeah. I just want transportation to and from the parks. The parks is where I like I don't care about. I just don't. Not for me. I don't care about sitting at a pool. If I'm going to sit at a pool, I can go literally anywhere. I can go to a water park and it's 10,000 times better than a generic water slide and a pool that's shaped like a what mouse ears. <laughs> I just don't care. Oh, yeah, I don't fun. care. It's to me that and it's also the ripoff price. Cause. Oh yeah. No, I don't Cause like for my parents, it was still like three, $400 a night for it's ridiculous. But like for the all-star for seven, because it's seven people. Because I'm assuming when you went, I don't know if your brother went, but I'm assuming it was just three people. Yeah, three to four. So. Right? Or did your brother go? Yeah, he went a few times. So so room rate for three to four people is super affordable. But if you're with a big group, I bet you if we stayed there, it would be close to $1,000 a night. It just gets absolutely ridiculous. And for me, it's not worth it. It wasn't because my parents paid for the trip. I just want to look up. Let's look up the prices really fast. Oh, me and Amanda just looked them up earlier today. I mean, it's different when you're with a small group. If you're with two to four people, yeah, you can stay really anywhere. Big group, it gets ridiculous. Unless you're splitting the cost. Well, I'm not going to be able to load it. It's not loading. And then anything that, the only thing that's loading right now is the stupid Stark Bruiser thing. Everything else on my internet is just not, not loading. I don't know. Disney, to me, is just their resorts are so expensive because value is a value, which is usually like $150 to $200 a night, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps to like four to $500 a night for moderate. And I've seen these rooms. They are not four to five. I just don't. No, the rooms are not. To me, I just don't get where it's four to five hundred dollars a night. That's where I just don't. Because you're paying for the all the fucking amenities. So what are you getting to? We're paying for what? Free transportation to the parks and what? All that, and that's what why it's expensive. But you get that. But you get that at every. You even get that at some off Disney resort hotels. 
So that's why I just don't understand what's four to five hundred dollars a night. I don't know because there's a fucking Little Mermaid shower curtain. That's why. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I took my picture in front of it. Dallas, calm your f words down. Uh, there's a mother fucking it's like this is your disney (laughs) (laughs) i understand if it's like your one and only trip go balls to the wall get your disney resort that you want to stay at pick the one that suits your needs to me i'd rather spend it on food in the parks and souvenirs that's where my money is going to go is food souvenirs i'd rather spend a hundred dollars a plate at the fanciest restaurant versus unless you're there for like you stay longer your your vacation stays are a lot longer yeah so you can enjoy like have that day where you can be at the hotels but if you're not there you're not going to be enjoying the hotel most likely if you're there three to four days you're probably at park 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 and then you go to bed so like when my family went we had one day i think where we weren't at the park yeah so I just don't think having to pay two, $300 extra a night, if you have that day or two set aside, then it's probably worth it. But if you're just going to the park in the morning, early park, and then coming back at 10, 11 o'clock at night, why? I, I don't understand. The beds, is the bed that much better at the, maybe it is. Maybe it's a little more comfortable. But it, it's also dependent on where you're staying. Because like, if you really want a park that's close to Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom, you want that short ride back that's also a benefit yeah but that's where i've stayed on disney i'm fine staying to value the next one is universal so when i went to universal in 2020 we stayed at cabana bay which for them is their moderate level but their moderate at universal is a little more affordable it's about for us it was about 200 dollars a night for four people so a little more affordable than four hundred dollars plus a night yeah what makes cabana bay cool is that the right right next to volcano bay we didn't do volcano bay but it's right there it's walking distance you can walk over to the park but it's like 20 30 minute walks so you're probably not going to want to do that but there is a walking path it has two pools a water slide and it has a lazy river. So it's cool to have a lazy river right there. We did that. It has a bowling alley. And an arcade. All of them have arcades. But it has a bowling alley, lazy river. So it kind of has like its own little unique stuff that the other places don't have. It's 50s themed. I think it's super cute. Um, last time when we went, we stayed at Dockside because it was cheap. There was more of us. That's their value. And it starts for a family of two or three. It's like 90 to 120, somewhere in there. We paid a lot more because there's more people, but it's affordable. It It's a basic hotel. The pools are not, everything's brand new. It's like with it open in the last three years, two, three years. But it's basically just like a big holiday in type hotel. It has an arcade that's small. It has splash pads, has the pools, it has a Starbucks. It ha- they all have their little gift shops that have the essentials, but 
for the money, it was fine. It was nice. The best part of that was that we were on ground floor right next to where the um, bus launch was at. So we could just wake up in the morning and get right on the bus, get over to the parks. So it was less than a minute walk to hop on the bus to and, for, to and from. So it was really nice for that because the worst thing is when your feet start getting sore after a long vacation, to have to get dropped off by your vehicle and then walk all the way upstairs or an elevator and walk all the way to your room. Cause some of these resorts are massive. So you're doing like a 15 minute walk from the yeah. drop-off location to your okay. room where this was one minute, which, Oh my God, that saved our feet so much being able to get dropped right off right there and be in a room. I love that. But I think next time, depending on the price difference, it'll be between Cabana Bay. If we can split it up. Cause the other ones, it goes up to like four or $500 a night. Universal is that price jump. But there's, I understand for that deluxe is that it includes that express pass per guest. So even if you have six people and it's $500 a night, every single person gets that $100, $150 express pass so that you have the added cost in the hotels a little bit nicer, more amenities, but then you also get that express pass where Disney doesn't have anything equivalent to that i don't think because they all have early park if they have early park but for me dallas and i just differ i i'm a park person through and through a food person through and through i just don't care about the hotels so i want to highlight disneyland paris because they some (laughs) they have some of the stupidest (laughs) ridiculous hotels like resort hotels theming wise so it opened in the early 90s and all their hotels were kind of based on parts of the united states because for some reason the french are obsessed with like the american frontier and southwest and stuff Uh, so one of their hotels is the hotel cheyenne which is based on oregon trail 1800s frontier and then the they have the hotel santa fe which there's some pictures i follow this instagram account with pictures from like vintage disneyland paris pictures with some really funny images from the hotel but i do want to say i think it's the hotel cheyenne the front of it is like a like a like an old western town facade which i think is really cool so i like that aspect of it and they used to have like rodeo shows and stuff there for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but then they also had the Hotel New York, which was supposed to be like an Art Deco, like New York style hotel, which I'll talk about because they recently rethemed it to Marvel. So it's now a Marvel Cinematic Universe hotel with like suites based on. And then they also have like a Wilderness Lodge type thing called Sequoia Lodge and they have a campground called Davy Crockett's campground which is similar to Fort Wilderness some other hotels I want to talk about there is one at Dollywood <laughs> which I will be staying at because <laughs> I don't care because I've heard Dolly's there sometimes it's called the Dream More Resort <laughs> uh, and I do want to highlight there's a few at Tokyo Disney but there's one specifically that's Venetian theme that looks gorgeous 
And it's unique because it, it is a part of Tokyo Disney Sea. Like it's a part of one of the lands. So some of the rooms have it or like look into the park, like actually into the park. Anything else? Nope. Okay, you ready for a game, Dallas? Even though you ruined part of it, I had to go on the fly and change one. But I already knew the answer. <laughs> oh, well, you were wrong on your answer, technically. You would have got the year right. I was right based about. on the game, though. Yeah, on the game. What do you care? You're still wrong. You're still wrong, though. Some of these are going to be fun. Some of them are real easy, but some of them are hard. Well, with that teaser after the break, we'll be back with a game. Welcome back. So it's time for our game portion of this episode, and I am going to give the floor to Ryan. Okay, so if you listen to our other show, Dallas and Ryan, a couple weeks back, we did a game that Dallas created. It was guess the year the Super Bowl happened. And Dallas gave me the teams and the performer, the halftime performer, and I had to guess what year that Super Bowl was. So for this, it's the opening of the Disney resorts. So I'm going to give Dallas 10 resorts at Disney World. I'm going to give him a Disney movie. It's either made by Disney or distributed by Disney, but it falls under the Disney brands. And he has to give me the opening date. So just the opening year. Okay, Dallas, I did these in alphabetical order so that there would be no rhyme or reason to when they opened. Okay, so number one, All-Star Resort. The movie that opened up that same year was The Lion King. 1994. Yeah, that's the easy one. Let's see if you get... Some of these (laughs) are pretty easy. Okay, number two, Animal Kingdom Lodge. The movie that opened up that year or came out that year was Atlantis, The Lost Empire. 2001. You are correct. I saw that movie in theaters. Oh my God, it was terrible. I don't remember it at all. I know I've watched it. Don't remember it. I know Michael J. Fox is the voice. Or then it's Milo, I think, is the character. Yeah. Number three. Coronado Springs Resort. The movie that opened up that year or came out that year was Hercules. 1997. You are correct. Disney's Art of Animation Resort. The movie that came out that year was Arjun, the Warrior Prince. What? (laughs) Arjun, the Warrior Prince. I don't know what that is. Is that... What is that? Uh, I'm going to say 2013. You are incorrect. It's 2012. Ah. By the way... Arjun, the Warrior Prince, is a 2012 Indian animated action film directed by, oh, I'm not going to butcher his name. It's an Indian film, okay. That they pretty but it was Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures held a week-long limited engagement. They were the production company mm-hmm. and the distributor. Oh. Yeah, I told you I'm going to throw in some curveballs at you so you don't. I, was I know close. you know the general idea of some of these. I know. I knew around okay. the time it opened up. I I never heard of that movie, so that wasn't going to help me. <laughs> so it was just going okay. my Disney knowledge. Okay. Disney's Riviera Resort. The movie that opened up that year was Spies in Disguise. 2019? You're correct. 
It was also a trick one because Spies in Disguise was Disney's first 20th Century Fox movie. Was it? Yeah. Is that animated? Yes, these are all animated movies. Okay. Four Seasons Resort. The movie, The Pirate Fairy. The Pirate Fairy? <laughs> I don't know what that is. 1989. 2014. Mm. I don't know. Pirate Fairy is like a Tinkerbell movie. Okay. Interesting. Let's see if it went to theaters. It's like a direct-to-video. It made $64 million. What? So it went to theaters. It's also known as Tinkerbell and the Pirate Fairy. But it's the Pirate Fairy. Okay. The Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. The movie that came out that year was Oliver and Company. 1988? You are correct, Dallas. You're five for seven. Okay. The next one is Pop Century Resort. The movie that came out that year was The Jungle Book 2. 2003. You are correct, Dallas. <laughs> Jungle Look Book 2. You go. <laughs> You're being an asshole with the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I could have picked like Monsters, Inc. I think Finding Nemo is that year. No, Finding Nemo. Yeah. I think Monsters, Inc. was that year too, though. No. Wasn't it? It's like 2002. Or one. I think it's 2001. No, because they're both Monster Pixar. Yeah, Monster Inc. 2001. Okay. So just Finding Nemo. Okay. Yeah. Shades of Green. The movie is Robin Hood. Ooh. And this is the one I had to change. So Shades of Green was not originally on my list of movies. Or Dallas, you are correct. Look at you on it. Yacht Club Resort. The movie, The Rescuers Down Under. 19, because I know this. 1990. Dallas, you went eight for 10. Good job. <laughs> so I want to go back, though, because I want to see what the movie. For Fort Wilderness, I had. Aristocats? No, 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 no. <laughs> That did not come out in 1971. It came out in 1970. The only movie that came out in 1971 was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, yeah. That's why I want to do that. I've never heard of Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's like Mary Poppins, kind of. It's like a musical live action animation mix. That was this week's game. Dallas, you beat me by three on the equivalent game but i did get nine out of ten on your game on dallas and ryan that nobody will know about except that i'd read off that i got them <laughs> yeah we, we went over it <laughs> that game was easy though and you kept saying it was hard okay if you know disney a lot of these are pretty easy for the movies i threw you like impressed with like the arjun the warrior prince you think that one right it's never i'm not impressed i was close which ones are hard the Riviera, I'm impressed with that one. The Pirate Fairy, you got wrong. But like the other ones, like Oliver and Company, you should know Oliver and Company. No, I don't think that's that easy. I feel like it I is. I don't think the generic fan knows that. But I thought that I thought they know that because it was like the last movie before Little Mermaid. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was 88. The Little Mermaid's 89. Could have been 87. 
No. And I'm like a casual Disney fan. I would know that Oliver and Company. I knew it was the last movie before. But they were pretty consistent, like in the 70s and stuff like that. There's some years where there's gaps. So I just like lucked out on when the resorts were built. Yeah. But every year they're like, even recently, like why I could pick Arjun is because there's like four movies that come out that year that are animated and Disney has some arm in. Yeah, but I know enough about the hotels too. Like, yeah. I knew Pop Century opened in 2003. I knew Art of Animation was somewhere around that. I didn't know it was 2012. I thought it was like 13 or 14. I mean, a little easier. I mean, I guess if I know football that well, but going, who's the halftime performer? I just don't care about that. But you yeah, did but- great. I do love that. Like the two, two out of the four hard ones, I stumped you on. What like was the, the other Four one? Seasons Resort. Four yeah. Seasons Resort. What was the other one? The other one was Disney's Art of Animation. You didn't stump me. I was within a year. I still stumped you. No. I feel like, okay, if I would have picked a regular movie from 2012, let's see what there was in 2012. Brave. It would have helped at all. Brave would have helped. If you just said Brave, I would have got it. So, yeah, if I would have said Brave. Yeah. I would or Wreck-It Ralph. Would you have got Wreck-It Ralph? No. I probably was no. at 13. Because I know Big Hero 6 was 14. Oh, Frozen was 13. So if I would have thought of it, I maybe would have remembered that Record Ralph was 2012. But I threw one that I knew you would have no idea what Arjun is. Like, unless you like had just been a Disney fanatic and like Looked knew everything out. or went on Wikipedia yeah. pages. And... The other one, the Pirate Fairy, I was like, you're going to think it's like an early 2000. You guessed like the I thought it was the 80s. 70s, <laughs> 80s. <laughs> like, that name's awful. Four seasons. That with... is. I had to make sure that is these were like actual is Disney property. Because I was thinking it was the golf one, but that's Shades of Green, which you said later. That's also why I guess 80s, because I thought it was the old golf one. Which Shades of Green, I don't think is technically still a Disney resort. I don't think. I don't know. It's like a weird ambiguous. Because like it's for Isn't military. It just for military like... families? Yeah. I think so. Four Seasons Resort Orlando at Walt Disney World Resort. That's oh, a, yeah. They, it's the Marriott Four Seasons, and they own part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not technically Disney Resort. It is technically. No, it's It not. is. It's not, though. But it is, but it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It is. It's not like a Disney-themed resort. It is. No, it isn't. It says <laughs> it's a Four Seasons. Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah, it's a Four Seasons Still. near the property. That Disney has a so the name is Four Seasons. Literally, the name is Four Seasons. Yeah, that's a brand. That's a chain. I know, I know. <laughs> but it is Disney, Disney brand. property. Yeah, I know. It's not Disney brand. It's like the Swan and Dolphin, which is not owned it by is. Disney, but it's on property. Yeah, but they don't still own Marriott. Anyway. <laughs> I just said that there's a Disney Resort, Dallas. <laughs> Technically, uh-huh. it is. Uh-huh. Hey, it got good reviews. It has a five star on Advisor, five point zero, which I don't even know how that's possible. How do you get a five point zero out of two thousand nine hundred and eighty reviews? That seems fake. <laughs> should, should I go and review it and make it bring <laughs> it down to a four point nine, Dallas? <laughs> It must be if it's over a certain threshold that they just give it at the 5.0. 
there's just no way there's not one negative review of because it doesn't matter if you're spending the $2,400 a night or a hundred dollars a night, depending on the person and like how good your room service was or your food, you're probably going to have a negative experience at some point. I've never had like the perfect hotel stay. Usually something's like, Oh, it's okay. The, the one that gets me is usually like the breakfast. A lot of these places it's like, Oh, it's fine. And they're expensive. Cause they're not, they're not free. So you're spending $10 for a, a crappy croissant sandwich or like $40 for a buffet. But I like buffets. That's worth it for me. So hotel hopping to get the good food. I like that. I wish they would open up. The pools is a thing you can do at Universal. So you can stay at a value and go hop all the pools. They open that back up. At least as far as I'm concerned. As of the last time I went, you could do it. So that's a neat, like you can enjoy all, according to Dallas, four or five, but actually eight different hotel pools. Is there anything that distinguishes like the Disney pools from one another? And then you said the one that had the beach like, sand. Club is I think like some of the ones at Universal have the same thing. Yeah. Is there anything special about like, do they have lazy rivers at them? Um... No, I but there's like two the water River. parks at Disney. Yeah, but, there's the, but the same thing is when you're at Cabana Bay, you're legitimately next to the, their water park. You're right there. Yeah. But I like just having that lazy river right there on because that's one of those things it's like, hey, for me, I, if I'm paying that premium price, which it isn't, it's the moderate there, but I want something that my hotel is going to have that differentiates it from every other I hotel because the pool is just a pool. They all have slides, like the main pools, like themed slides. There's like a volcano slide, a Polynesian. There's a creepy clown slide at the boardwalk. The one thing I do hate, we're going to get, I don't go to water parks. But the water park theming is cool, but they're always original IP and they're never taking advantage, at least as far as I'm aware, of like the yeah, existing it's IP, IP yeah. which I don't understand why they don't capitalize on the properties that they have. Why do you have to always do like, here is the volcano, here is the same thing that every other... Well, Disney likes to write their own stories. So both their water parks have backstories and characters. That are rich. But it's the same thing for Volcano Bay. It has Krakatawa or whatever it is. Yeah, it has a whole story. Strange. And yeah, Blizzard Beach. Super. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dallas. There's a ski <laughs> jump. There's a ski jump. Come on. That's unique. Okay, Dallas, don't back like okay. That's unique. Okay. There's an alligator on skis. <laughs> it's their mascot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Super unique. <laughs> but like, why can't Disney, like, they have Moana now. Why re-theme? Just re-theme. You could do like a Moana and have like Lilo and Stitch. You could have lots going on. Even finding, like you have finding, you have so many different yeah. things. What other water properties? But these could just be like, these could be just like little lands that have their own little slides and yeah. But instead, they know they do. It has a ski jump. A ski jump. <laughs> ski jump. Oh, I think that's cool. I like Blizzard Beach. Yeah, but you're you're Mr. Olympics, so you would think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that slide is terrifying, though. I've talked about my experiences on that slide on our other podcast. Okay, Dallas. Anything else to wrap up this episode? No. 
I got nothing. Hey, Dallas, as I did on our 20 whatever minute Dallas and Ryan episode for this one, you are going to be doing our signature sign off since I do the intro. Sure. So Dallas, you get your one attempt. If it stinks next week, you will try again. So Dallas, send us off with your signature send off. So until next time, as we always say, theme parks are a paradise.